Oravan Pesa, the Squirrel's Nest Podcast. A gatherer of voices, a place to incubate and disseminate critical ideas. If the heartbeat stops, then that's it. So that means that there is no life if there isn't rhythm. And then once you write, if there isn't a pulse. But it will be exploration, maybe a little bit of storm. <laughs> of course, you're looking at like 20 online faces moving in their homes and how can you be friend with someone? <laughs> like if there is no chance to... Isn't it ironic that you have to get out of your country to then study? That lovelessness is more common than love. That many of us are not sure what we mean when yeah, we talk of love or how to express that you love. When you're actually documenting something, Sharing even if it's just for yourself. Search for his identity. They need time to trust you. They, they need to validate the fact that you're being honest with them. I deal with love that from they can rely on. I stand in love. I don't fall in love. Oh, A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who fell, has bound up the wound, has carried the person. What do you do when the culture is difficult to break into? It's difficult to embrace. What happens? Kind then? of come on that you have this sense of life, just some part of you will stay here. Mm. These are conversations around contemporary issues and the ways knowledge and practice intertwine with puzzling everyday dilemmas. We want to deeply listen to insights of people, be they art, design, or science practitioners, and their unique ways of searching for answers. Our dialogues happen in Alt University inside Ariel Bustamante's sound sculpture, The Conversation Room, and they follow through with the core idea of his artwork, to ask, why do we do the things we do? The second season of The Squirrel's Nest features podcast episodes developed by master students across Alto. It was organized by Maria Villa in UAS with the support of Camilo Sanchez from Media Lab when a group came together in 2022 to develop Bustamante's question in new directions. Hello, I'm Diana and I'm from Slovakia, currently studying at Alto University in the Department of Film Directing. I'm here since January, so this is my third month in Helsinki, and I'm super excited about Finland. And I'm Vilis. I've lived in Finland for about six years. I'm an Alto Uni design student, second year, and today our topic is friendship. The topic about friendship still comes up quite often, so we felt it would be an interesting thing to discuss here today um, and get different views, different understandings from two different people from different countries who've spent different amounts of time in Finland, as well as certain comments from our guests that we've had on this, well, I want to call it a show, but it's not really a show in one episode now, is it? <laughs> show. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, yeah, it's, 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 it's a podcast. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a piece of entertainment we try to create here. Yeah, and I think... Uh What is important to say, like from my point of view, this podcast, it's something maybe helpful for people who are coming here, not just for exchange, but like in general, you're coming from a different country to study here, or you can be also Finn. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Finnish people, you don't have to be shy. We can, we can help you. <laughs> my Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so, 
first of all, maybe I would start with uh, describing my <laughs> short experience here in Finland, like what I have observed or what are my experiences um, so far. Of course, it's not long time, but uh, I already uh, went through the winter a bit, <laughs> uh, which is very scary thing for everyone here. And I, I know why and I can understand because uh, it was... For me, at least, it was super surprising that it's like so dark and <laughs> only bravest of the brave dare to face the Finnish winter. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, I agree. So, but I came um, in January, which is not so bad, but still, it was for me very unusual to get up at like uh, like the the sun was rising around nine. Uh, am and I was like what what is going on what's wrong with the sun because <laughs> I'm used to wake up like around seven maybe even in winter and this was like super I don't know it was surprising and then like the sun was also like um hurrying uh <laughs> hurrying to uh set down uh, set set up Something like that, you know what I mean. Yes. Sun sunrise and sunset. <laughs> yes, the sun was setting roughly at like what three thirty p.m. Yeah. before four o'clock, basically. Yeah, uh, and uh, I was like so stressed about the day when I couldn't go outside before three o'clock. I was like, I wasn't uh, like outside at all, and it's so strange because I want to be outside with the sun or like not sun. I wouldn't. Yeah, there's no sun yeah. in the winter. <laughs> For anyone listening, like in, I've never been to Finland. Yeah, there's no sun in the winter. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this was very surprising. But of course, this is maybe much more about like people uh, in Finland, and uh, as we are gonna talk about friendships and relationships, or somehow connections here with people. I'm starting to observe um, like behavior <laughs> or some kind of interaction with people and how to connect with them but big issue also in this January was still COVID because my first two courses were uh, were just online and of course <laughs> you're looking at like 20 online faces moving in their homes and like how how can you be friend with someone <laughs> like there is no chance to connect with those people of course obviously Uh, so yeah, I think the real meeting, my first real experience with someone was maybe in February, I would say, like to like <laughs> normal contact in real life. And yes, <laughs> it was a bit strange in a way, like I'm not also so open But I think I'm friendly and I can be very friendly to people who I don't know. And now I met these Finnish people, like my, my Finnish classmates, because I'm the only Erasmus students at the, at the home film directing. So wait, are all the other students Finnish? Yeah. Okay, but but the course is in English though. Yeah, but there are some other foreigners, but... It's not so much like uh, the film film directing is just one foreign student, uh, and it, uh, she's from Hungary. So, yeah, they are all Finnish. So I met many Finnish people. I would say during these months, meeting with those Finnish classmates uh, were quite 
odd sometimes or I needed some time to adjust to their way of behavior. I guess like for me was... So how would you describe their behavior? What, why, what was the big difference that you needed to adjust to? I think like the, like the atmosphere of silence mostly. Like they even don't speak to each other sometimes, like in a classroom, you know, and that was mm. very strange for me. I think I think one of the guests that you interviewed even mentioned this, that you could see friends or couples sitting together, maybe having dinner, and they're not even, you know, talking. Yeah. They're just they're just doing the activity together. Yeah. For sure. Always when when I came back to Finland I was like Oh my God! What is wrong with these people? It's like, why are they so so so? I don't know what. But also, married couples do that sometimes. If you see them in a in a in a restaurant or a cafe, yeah. they just sit there and they uh, have their dinner or whatever, but they don't talk because they have nothing to talk about because they have nothing happening uh, inside them because they are Finnish. <laughs> now, okay. now, now I'm being being mean, but but yeah. So nothing is happening inside the people here, right? <laughs> yeah. it, sometimes it feels like that. I would I would describe this. I, I of course I've experienced this as well. Um, thankfully, I moved here before COVID. Um, yet I have only two Finnish friends out of all the almost six years of being here, and. On a day-to-day basis, it's it's fairly common to experience this. I like to call it polite awkwardness. Mm. They they tr- they want to be nice. They try to be polite and nice to you, but yeah, it's awkward. But it's awkward, <laughs> like 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 just now. I like what do you say? Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you you meant that you were mentioning your uh, first encounters with your classmates. Yeah, um, of course I was new here, but still I don't think I have problem like doing. <laughs> like yeah to encounter people or to be friendly as i as i mentioned but still it was some kind of barrier between us like uh imaginary uh which i couldn't really actually understand what does it mean like if they just don't care or if they need time but uh the more i was like thinking about it or observing talking to people actually about that also with Finnish people I asked some uh, like classmates which were maybe a bit nicer to me <laughs> or more friendly like uh, well, what should I do or is this normal or am I weird actually that I'm just seeing this as a problematic or somehow uh, tough <laughs> did the thought of you being a foreigner and them not wanting to speak to you because of that fact ever come across So like they they they're maybe they're trying to be nice on the surface because you're in the same school, but they don't want to do anything with you because you're not Finnish. It might be maybe, but I don't think. Like of course, I had thoughts like this. I think it's normal that you're like thinking of yourself as somehow as outsider because you're new here and they don't know you. You don't know them, <laughs> and it's kind of normal. But still, this. Is I think you mentioned it very like mm, yeah it's proper to say it like a polite awkwardness because they were polite to me and they were in a, some way friendly but like this small talk ends like nowhere it was oh how are you and nothing it, 
it was just like nothing to talk about. And that was strange for me. Your social cues, your cultural cues to understand if somebody's upset or sad or they just want to be on their own, they change a lot from one setting to the other. So so I didn't know how to read people. I didn't know, mm. you know, is this person annoyed that I'm talking to them or are they just not interested? Um, so those social cues are broken um, when you change cultures so dramatically and you need to learn new ones to understand what's happening with the other person and also to understand how you feel because I, I realized that, I, that over time it made me very sad. Like at the beginning I was like, oh yeah, they have a reputation of being silent. And I think we can, and this is actually um, a, good, good, a good point where we could uh, insert a small clip from one of the conversations with one of the guests where the guest described this kind of behavior from Finnish people as, as a, you know, as it was an observation from our guest as a Finn themselves and um, how, how the society treats so-called outsiders or slightly more uh, unusual people maybe, or how, how, how does society work in general in Finland through their eyes at least? I've been an outsider like all of my life first beginning with uh, being born, born in turku with uh, where like well in finland we have these we call them heimo the tribes mm-hmm. as it would be translated like the or- original uh, the uh, the finnic people peoples who lived here, have been living here and so i'm from a different tribe as the uh, 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 people Uh, in Turku, which is in uh, Finland proper, so to speak, Varsinais uh, Suomi. And it bothers some people more, some some people less. I'm not personally that bothered, but uh, I still, I, I think it's a, it's a shame that we are, we are such a monoculture. It tends to be very boring in Finland. So uh, it's like everything is so uh, predictable. And and people are very very uh, similar. It, it's a very uh, homogeneous culture. The thinking here is that you only need uh, like uh, you need your uh, apartment, you need your house, and then you need a car, and your and the clothes clothes uh, uh, and and that's it. And and everything else is like luxury. So if if you if you live in a a different way live a different type of life from from most people then you uh, tend to stick out a lot yeah i think i will mention that um also our guests in this podcast are foreigners too came here and as we both <laughs> uh, mentioned we are also foreigners so this is point of view Mm, of someone which I don't want to say like belong uh, to the to the society, but still, you are coming to to new culture, uh, to something that uh, you don't know and you just want to know. Because we, if you live here, you want to know the culture. You know to you you want to know the people. But but what. What do you do when the culture is difficult to break into? It's difficult to 
embrace? What happens then? Yeah, well, <laughs> I think it's a very good question. Uh, I think you're, well, you're trying to adapt somehow because that's a, that's a thing we are doing as a human beings still. Like we are circling around, uh, we are moving, we are migrating and we still need to, of course, keep your culture inside of you, let's say, or cultivate your own culture because you came from something, you know something and you're still gonna do that. But there are new things and new impulses which are coming to you from this culture and you can ad adapt to them as well. Just But in the scenario of um, trying to absorb the new culture of the place you've moved and finding it very difficult to do so, like quite a few foreigners have experienced that when moving to Finland... Um, one thing I've observed overall these years living in Finland that this keeps reoccurring all the time is when, because you're moving, a lot of things are going on in your uh, life at the moment because it's it's a big change to go to a different country. And if if you're met with a culture that is not exactly, I don't want to say the word welcoming, but they're a bit more difficult to adapt to, I I feel like a lot a lot of people will try to seek out peop other people who've come here with similar cult cultures, or at least they'll try to stick with people they are physically locked into in close proximity, mm. in a sense like for example classmates or uh, co-workers. So, I I feel like my guest has described this quite well as well, uh, and their experience of making friends in Finland, which happened to be none none of them were Finnish. Mm -hmm because they were so absorbed in their little own little community when moving to Finland. But I think like here because we're at school and we're like surrounded by a certain group of people all the time, it is kind of natural that you make friends with the people that are around you and it is kind of convenient that you know we have this pretty tight class. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think I have ever really gone out of my way to, like, try to make friends. Because I think, in general, when you are doing stuff like studying, <laughs> you are usually surrounded by people. And if you're lucky enough to find someone who is, mm, who you can agree with on some topics or, I don't know or disagree with but in like a pleasant way <laughs> <laughs> not without shivs and stuff yeah if, if you can find someone who you don't want to punch in the face like every five minutes of speaking then <laughs> you're pretty much good <laughs> but don't you think that in many cases people might especially if they live around the capital area where English is very common um, don't, you, don't you think that it kind of hurts their integration into Finnish culture as a whole because they start cr slowly creating their own little communities? Of course. <laughs> of course, it's... Uh, like There are always like advantages and disadvantages. Uh, something can feel uh, easier, so you go for it because it's easier and you feel like, okay, this is fine for me to making foreigner of friends with... to be friend 
with foreigners because it's much more easier. But on the other hand, you're like, okay, but I'm in Finland, Jesus. <laughs> and I want to know those people. And of course, th- sometimes they are really hard to approach or like you don't know how to act. You you don't know what they are thinking. Uh, one guest of ours uh, expressed their thoughts about this quite well. Because with Finns, that's another thing. You never know. You never know what they're thinking. Because they may never tell you. <laughs> and they, just because... I, I understand, somebody said this to me many many years ago, that there's like this sense for Finnish people that, they, that a good, kind person doesn't impose their opinion on others. You know, that there's mm-hmm. like this humility to... to th- and then that you're... I don't know. People grow up thinking that uh, that that accepting reality as is and not making a big fuss is part of a good heart, a humble heart. Mm. You know. Yeah. And there's I I've heard also heard people from working with um, identity politics and activism saying it's a culture of silence. It's a culture of shut up and take it, whatever it is. You know. Uh, Take any oppression that they want to put on you, you know, um, and swallow it. That there's a cult- they, they are really, uh, um, really critical uh, of the culture, the, the Finnish culture in that sense. That that it um, it's a silence that is actually toxic, mm. right? But I have heard other people saying no, that it's a silence that is accepting, that is kind of like stoic. So then, based on what we just discussed and heard, um, we can assume that this is where probably quite a lot of stereotypes are born about how Finnish people treat each other, how they treat others, and that it is inherently difficult to become with a Finn. When in reality that might not be the case, it's just the cultural differences that we fail to understand in many cases. But just to kind of go over um, what are these stereotypes with for people who want to research Finnish culture and they, they look up stuff online before coming here. So there are certain things that one might think of Finnish people by just reading up online. Yeah, I mean, I guess people always say that Finnish people are like very reserved and it's difficult to like get to know them. Mm. And that in general, it's just everyone is more uh, interested in their own like personal space and like their own inner world than socializing but i don't know i don't know if this is like my perception of finland <laughs> or if it's just like things that other people are saying i would say the first thing you will hear is like they are cold yeah that th- Number one thing, I think that the top stereotype I feel is that is brought up that Finns are very reserved, very they want to want their own private space. They don't want to talk to you. Uh, uh, well, to to define cold, you have to de- define like warm or hot. And I guess because we met some, I I will say we because I know that yes. we have the same yeah, sure. Spanish friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then it's obvious what the coldness as a stereotype means that um, 
the Spanish people I've met, they are just so quick to be really loving and caring. Let, let, let's bake something together, let's cook something together. Just um, just the smiles and the hug and like the, the physical closeness that they are really, really ready to share. That's hard not to not to recognize in Finland that, okay, that, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I, I can see it now. <laughs> I can see that stereotype now. Uh, I think it's like a sober, um, very adult um, way of keeping a distance until you're not sure that the other person is like someone you want to let in. And uh, yeah, just thinking through it mm. before letting someone close. Yeah. And they have like lots of boundaries, which uh, we also <clears throat> discussed with one of my guests. Yeah, one of the thing things that people are really good with is, is boundaries here. And I think back home, boundaries were nowhere to be found. It was such a an everyday thing for friends to be too close and then oh we're a couple now or are we oh no we're still friends but we do like couple stuff but yeah but but uh, you've done couple stuff with this other friend that we are also friends with it's just like this just this like this this uh, uh like for you um yeah and actually it's funny because you can see it uh in a public space basically very often like they are reserved so usually in a metro they are not very uh like sitting next to each other very often i love that though <laughs> i i don't particularly like when people sit next to me in the metro either so i know if i s- go and sit across someone nobody's gonna sit next to me yeah yeah for sure I unless think... it's a rush hour but thankfully i don't have to be in it yeah uh absolutely i i can see those mechanism or how people are just still mm, like really respect their uh, own personal space. Personal space, yeah. right? Though, but yeah, this politeness, I think it also came hand in hand with the like rules. Some kind of I I feel like people here are are really obeying the rules, or at least that seems like to be the case on on the first glance. I, but I feel like there that there is that there's a, a trust in the system or that following the rules is good because the rules are good and they are there for a reason. And I think in Hungary, uh, I was born in the opposite <laughs> feeling. And it's like not this is like rules are used usually against you or like a way to keep you held captive. Mm. You you expect that the rule is not for your greater good, but for someone else's interest. I've I've been to many other countries where rules are optional. Yeah, <laughs> I came from such a country. <laughs> I, would say. Yeah, I don't want to badmouth my own people, but yeah. Of course, like come on, uh, we we are post-Soviet country, so uh, sorry, but our uh, yeah, our our rules are sort of a suggestion, ob- a suggestion, or sometimes like obstacles. I would say in some cases, yeah, obstacles that you can find ways around. Yeah, and we are doing it all the time. <laughs> yeah, but going back to the whole um, thing about Finns being 
very superficial or very uh, only polite on a surface level. Um, I, I kind of want to clarify that it's it's not the same as in some other countries I've witnessed, where people would be genuinely making an effort to appear nice, especially in the retail section, where you walk in, the salesman's like, "Oh, hi, how are you doing? You know, how was your day? You know, you find anything you like?" And to some people, it may seem nice, but I feel like to a lot of people, especially from countries where expression of emotions is very passionate and, and a big part of their culture, it feels so fake and put on to the point where it's kind of, it, it creates the opposite effect. And that's not what Finland is. It doesn't feel fake. It doesn't yeah. feel forced in a sense. It just, it feels distant. I want to mention this because a friend of mine came here uh, to visit me and like she said that this is a introvert country and I totally agree. I think... Oh yeah, that's why I feel at home here. <laughs> and I think I think it's nice. Uh, why should we pretend or like act uh, friendly? Of course, I appreciate that about this. Yeah, definitely. I feel... Honesty and being genuine is quite a big part of this culture here. Honest, honesty is very, very important. I think it's very important to to, to be genuinely interested in, in your friend. Mm. It's like you, you, you're just, you're not pretending like, ah, how, how are things? And it's like, how are you doing? You actually, you have to really want to know. And mm. um, that to me is uh, friendship. Uh, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to be there. You have mm. to listen, and you have to sympathize. And and like, a friend is always on your side. Whatever happened, it's like mm. the the friend is on your side of the, of the of the thing. So those are to me the the uh, most important things. Mm. And that might be also the case why it seems that you need a long time to to kind of build this friendly relationship with a Finnish person. It is probably because they need time to trust you. They, they need to validate the fact that you're being honest with them and that they can rely on you. And um, I can I can totally respect that, actually. Uh, it's just I just wish that they would make up their mind a bit quicker. <laughs> I have been told that uh, um, Finns don't open up very easily. It's like it takes years, often before before when you are interacting with a with a person before they really show themselves and and really like become friends with you. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I guess it's true. Because I used to be like that. Uh, it took me... I, I even know the number. It took me four years Ooh. before <laughs> before I, I could... I was really at ease with with, uh, with a person. I had to know them for four years. And, and after that, it's like... Suddenly it felt nice and easy. After four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's, now it's much shorter. It's like... Like immediately. Mm. I think I found my... 
my inner uh, happy Karelian. It's like <laughs> because uh, allegedly the Karelian people are very outgoing and talkative. Mm. From Finnish point of view, and maybe also my guest mentioned it, uh, or maybe one of my guests mentioned it. Like if Finnish people have friends, they are they are most likely like real friends. They really build the trust as you said and they are really honest and they are mm, taking care of the friendship it's something it's it's not just like uh, we go to sauna together or drink together of course they are doing those things but still uh they are really mm, putting the value uh on on the friendship and it's something real so the honesty and trust Oh, it's totally like understandable. The 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 one term I suppose you brought up was real friendship. So, how does one define a real friendship? I think that's a very interesting conversation in itself that we could use up the entire podcast time for. But we're obviously not going to do that. But I'm fairly certain that a few of our guests actually have discussed this, and we have discussed this in the past as well. So, what does real friendship mean? Of course, like you wouldn't say that people are not your friends just because you don't like share your deepest, darkest secrets with them. <laughs> But like, I I think for me, I like to be friendly with most people if I'm if I'm having a good day. Uh, <laughs> like I'm a pretty open person, so I would say that I have a lot of acquaintances. But for like close friends. I would define them as the people that like you can go to when you are having a difficult time or you can share both your happy thoughts and like the kind of depressing situations in your life and you can like count on their support. I think those or those people who became friends, true friends, they will be consistent in like reaching out and then you'll know then okay so it's not just being polite and they're not really polite like that I don't think uh, and that's something I like that there's a level of honesty that I really appreciate sometimes I feel like maybe they couldn't even lie if they wanted to <laughs> so you that's also a sign of friendship when somebody says hey you know this didn't this, this please don't do this Mm. Uh, I really feel appreciated. I feel like they are really my friends when they are willing to do that with kindness, you know, with care. Yeah. But they still will tell you up front. What I hate is this lock-up um, thing of like, you did something that rubbed them the wrong way, and they just cancel you. Yeah. They are polite, but they are not there anymore. Mm. I do believe that when somebody, I'll helps you change for the better that's that's a friend mm. you know and i yeah i can count them with one hand people that have been like that to me and i they are really deep in my heart even if i have seen, not seen them in years and i will always remember them because of that they taught me something you know at some point and that's like priceless So where did we le- okay I know where we left off rather but um yeah <laughs> what do we have left to discuss what's on the list 
on my list there are um Vapu if we were gonna talk about this and then maybe touching hugging in general and COVID but I think like we mostly touched off uh, everything here more, yes. more or less uh, which I put down so it's just Vapu and touchy huggy touchy huggy I yeah. feel like those things can be tied together <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> well I mean after Vapu some people might get touchy huggy Oh yeah, one, once a year. I once a year, Finns get touchy feely. <laughs> once a year. That that's great statistic. How often do you touch uh, another person? Oh, once a year. Yeah. No, so and that was you know it was it was a firm handshake to my father. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that like breaking the statistic would also count as like you're you're buying something or you're at a coffee shop and the barista is giving you a cup of coffee and you accidentally touch her finger? Ah, yes, that's that. Does that mean marriage? <laughs> Lifelong relationship after that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we should joke more about things. I like it, though. Yeah, no, I like it as well, as long as they don't get pissed off. Yeah, of course, they're gonna... Well, if they're gonna get pissed off, it will look like... Mm, any well, other day you won't care because you leave Finland <laughs> yeah, yeah I I'm the leave. one who's gonna stay behind and have to deal with him <laughs> I know and uh, I'm kind of anonymous so they don't know me Diana but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're actually going back, going on to the topic of you know you know being touchy feely or whatever right like we don't really mean this in like a sexual way no no we, not we, at we, all it's, it's more about you know I guess casual, not touching, because that sounds just weird. But like the 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 um the, this interaction of like coming in physical contact with another person, you know, a friend, like a hug, or I don't know, there's somebody's down, you poke their head or something like that. I, I don't know, like those are two. I guess for me, the two m- most common expressions of like. I don't physical touch towards my friends is yeah either a hug, depending on the friend it will be different levels of hug, um, or it's a boop on the face or a nose or something. I'm not physically removed, you know. I think it's also refreshing wow. that when you just express things to people and you know with your own body as well. Um, you know that yeah. that I when I would say goodbye to one of these friends, I would hug them. You know, I don't know when I started doing this, yeah. but it was like, hey, you know, I want to give you a hug, so I'm gonna do that, okay? <laughs> uh, but uh, can you describe the the levels of hug for you? I think it's pretty interesting. Your uh, your somehow. Um, I've never really counted how many they are, but I, th- I want to say at least three. Okay. And it, it usually is, it's not exactly a hug in a sense of express, expressing an emotion or giving support per se. It's more of a gesture of greeting or saying goodbye. And that that's mainly a gesture that happens between my friends. Um, the way we hug is you do kind of like a handshake mm-hmm. and then you pull the person in for a hug. And then, you know, and then you kind of like hug them from from the back. With one arm only, it's not like a full-on bear hug or something like that. It, it, it's more like a, 
it's a bro hug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. And then there's different levels to it. As in, somebody I recently met, I'll, I'll still give them a bro hug if they're up for it. But it's 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 most likely going to be like the handshake, and then you kind of bump the shoulders together. You know, you don't go in for a full hug. Versus the highest tier, beyond like a, a proper genuine hug that normal people probably do, um, would be you do the handshake, you pull the person in, and then you kind of squeeze them together with your other arm that's behind them. You know, and the, the harder the squeeze, the bigger love for your friend you have. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how it works between me and my friends. Mm. And unless you also want to do a secret handshake thing. Secret handshake. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing that, that I noticed develop with, you know, at least one of my friends. Okay. Nobody else understands what the hell we're doing, but it's like kind of like a built-in thing, built-in motion. So. Yeah. For me, sometimes it's not just about like greeting but sometimes I just want to hug my friends. <laughs> well, in some euphoria moments, I don't know, or some that we are just happy that we are together, or I don't know. There are many like occasions when I can hug my friends or touch them <laughs> because. <Touch your friends. laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I mean uh, that was also a part of my observation here that. I saw a hug after one month I was here. Like, real hug. I I, I think that was like two girls hugging. Oh, okay. Because if you said it would be a boy and a girl, I'm assuming marriage. Yes, of course. <laughs> you cannot but, hug you another. Know, like the, the whole joking <laughs> part aside, I have noticed that physical contact is, is fairly, I don't want to say limited, but it's rare to see in public at least. Um, and I think, I feel like I have actually adopted this kind of behavior as well to, uh, I'm limiting the hug just to, as a greeting gesture. Mm -hmm. It's kind of odd that I almost never have the urge to touch my friends. <laughs> yeah, it sounds so bad. But <laughs> it, 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 just, it does sound a bit like I'm, I'm up to something naughty, <laughs> but without any weird thoughts behind it. It's, it's like when you mention that you, you're excited and whatever, or you're super happy and, for the friend, for example, you want to hug them. I've known some of these people for at least four or five years and no, that doesn't happen. But still, like, I think touch is part of friendship. Somehow it's also, um, yeah, as you, as you described, like these different you know, levels or kinds of hugs, I think it says a lot about friendship and about its development, maybe. Yeah, yeah the, the level of trust you've built up with the person. Yeah. Well, in general, maybe... Um, yeah, I'm wondering why people here are not so touchy. It's also the matter of weather, maybe, or I don't know, because I was then thinking about that, if it's uh, this darkness and cold almost half a year, uh, which makes you feel like really sometimes isolated from outer world or it's really cold. So I don't know, maybe... <laughs> I'm not going to take off my gloves for you. Yeah, God. of course. <laughs> it can be an issue. I, I suppose that's true. But it just makes me sometimes wonder, for example, why I almost never see hugs in, in public. Um, same as actually kissing in public. It's very yeah, rare. Not at all. Or I, I, I don't... It makes you wonder... Whether this form of um, expression of affection, you know, that 
is is a bit more seen as more intimate than other cultures is it more meant to be behind closed doors or back at, you know when you're at home in a, with a in a relationship with someone i don't think they are really used to yeah it's kind of hard to put it into words it, it's more of a not necessarily embarrassing thing but it, it's something that you don't want to openly share yeah it's private yeah exactly yeah so it's not about that oh it's not socially acceptable but it's more that you don't want it means something more it's a bit it, it has a deeper meaning than maybe in some other cultures from europe where it, it it's not as a it's not a casual gesture and you would like to keep it more private yeah that like you you have like certain special feelings for this person in general i think they are really um they are really taking care of their privacy and that's why i think also that's a factor that the like developing the friendship with Finns um is taking so much time maybe because they just don't want to share so much stuff from their private life if they don't have to i think it's probably because of being polite and being respectful with the boundaries they will probably not want to put you in a that's a day that's a finished day they will not want to make you uncomfortable and ask you something really personal i think per, like privacy is really important here which is something i'm also learning from and learn to respect it more because we didn't have much privacy back home but i have been really cautious also because i don't want to be invasive or you know like yeah we became very very well connected uh, without these connections i feel that my life here would feel very very empty yeah there are no people there that's why they like it <laughs> <laughs> okay no. so no interaction yeah 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 because Finns don't like uh, talking to other people or meeting meeting people <laughs> again this is uh, I'm uh, maybe overstating this but uh, uh, not much Another my observation here is and I don't know what you think about it but I saw so many people like married and it's so surprising for me because I'm not used to it to be honest in Slovakia and um like at university <laughs> not at all so many young people here are married that for me it's yeah, super surprising It, it kind of makes me think well am I supposed to be married Yeah, this kind of thought also <laughs> came to my mind. I was like, uh, well, am I doing something wrong? <laughs> I'm not married yet. <laughs> could you could you imagine my disappointment when I met this girl once and, you know, having a really good time and 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 whatever. And then I find out she's like what, 22 or something and she has a fiance. I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait what?" <laughs> I mean, boyfriend fair enough, but you're getting married? That's the case here like very often makes me think that if I stay in Finland there's a pretty high chance that my partner will be at married. least <laughs> married to someone else <laughs> but at least you will have a house so yeah 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 that's fair enough yeah but it's going to be kept private so I'll never know about it <laughs> no I meant like there's going to be an age gap of at least half a decade most likely <laughs> Um so yeah we were discussing friendship and I think uh, I just want to like really add to this discussion that I was just thinking about my friends so much 
I started to say that I love them because I really love my friends and it's not just a phrase. Uh, I don't like to say it in English because it doesn't sound so real because like the love and I love you and blah, blah, blah. It sounds so cheesy and... I feel that the word love is thrown around too easily in, in English yeah. overall. Like it doesn't doesn't have as much weight to it. Yeah. And actually that's an um, interesting point that I learned from Finnish people. Uh, they don't really say I love you that often. They don't use the word love un- unless they genuinely mean it. So I've been I've been joking around throughout the the whole podcast, but like if if you hear a Finnish person say that they love you, yeah, basically that means marriage. Like in this <laughs> case that's real. You know, like something that is very very close and personal to Finnish people. And I can respect that. I I I genuinely don't like how in many cultures the word love is being thrown around very mm. easily with not much thought behind it. Yeah, that's that's uh, very nice. Uh how you put it. I think it's also very important for me that I'm open to my friends and they're open to me and we are not like I don't know, scared about like telling the truth or what we like or don't like about our behaviors or something. And that's, I think, what is shaping (laughs) or for me, at least I changed because of that. I changed because of some critics, which I received. And I was like, I was really thankful for that (laughs) because this is like real friend when he or she can tell you like, this was not okay, what you just did, or uh, you shouldn't do this because you sound like, I don't know, like stupid. Yeah, and and if it weren't your friend, you probably would dismiss that as just some negative attitude towards you. You wouldn't yeah. really think about it as constructive criticism or or as someone trying to help you out. You would probably just dismiss it. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I think that's the... Uh, the line between uh, like or two two types of people the line between the line between real friends and everybody else yeah you know <laughs> your ability to take shit from them yeah 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 for sure and that's i really appreciate it about my friends that they are honest even yeah. though it's tough of course it's tough to tell someone like hey this was really bad or it hurt it doesn't me. seem tough for my friend though <laughs> but in a case like when someone uh, hurts you with words or with action, I think it can be tough to say it out loud, uh, even though you're close friends. But sometimes it's really it, if it hurts, then some of my friends needs time to to tell me, or I need time sometimes to tell them because I'm waiting for the right moment. You know, sometimes I'm just like. Okay, I'm not gonna tell her now. I'm gonna wait until she's more settled, or I don't know that she can receive it more easily, maybe. Mm. But uh, still, yeah, that's the the high value I have in my friendships, and yeah, I actually discussed this with one of the guests as well mm. about the ability to push your friends and kind of, you know, upset them on purpose, <laughs> but with good intentions. I mean, I think friends are like, if you can upset them, but you know that things will be okay. Yeah, true. 
Sometimes you intentionally upset because <laughs> you know it will be either you're like just, you're just being an ass on purpose. No, sometimes you upset them for their own benefit, like when they need a push, even though it's not like a friendly push. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do that like as a sacrifice, but you know that they will forgive you because they're your friends, and in the long run, when everyone realizes how much it has helped rather than spoiled things, it's yeah. all been worth it. Definitely. Uh, it feels like with some friends you have to like tiptoe around them, you know, like... Sometimes you cannot, they need you, help. You don't want to upset them or oh, like say yeah. the wrong thing, but maybe these aren't like the the true friends. I think that the the closest friends, you, you're always like looking out for them and you They're have like, like the best intentions for for them and you try to do anything to like mm. if you see that oh they need a push or they are struggling with something and it might not be the most comfortable for them to do this thing but you know that it will help then of course you're trying to yeah to like give them that push before we end this one-off episode we would just like to thank all the guests and the participants who helped us create this podcast Uh, We hope you enjoyed listening to it, and this is all just some fun and our personal experiences. We don't mean to be mean to anyone or say something that people don't like, but hopefully you enjoyed this, and uh, see you sometime again. Squirrel's Nest second season in 2022 is possible thanks to UWAS, the university-wide art studies. All our gratitude goes to Arielu Samante for welcoming this project into the conversation room and all the support he provided us along the way. Original concept and curatorial projects from Maria Villa. Technical and audio design support by Camilo Sanchez. Mastering by Pasi Pelconen at Aldo Studios. This project features research, sound design and original work from Aino Kostiainen, Aino Nina Sarikowski, Jana Surilova, Eta Maria Pilervi, Jana Puflerova, Ihai Kim, Majus Agustin, and Vilis Suromskis. <laughs> <laughs>